When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, friends. Welcome back to an unexpected podcast. This is Concerning Hobbits, the Red Book of West March, season one, a commentary with the creator, my good friend and yours, Blaine Smith. Uh, how you doing, my friend? Uh, you mispronounced my last name. It's Blaine Smithers, I think, is what you Smith- said. My bad. Sorry about the, that, sir. Uh, in the intro to the actual episode that you're referring to, but right. I'm doing great, my friend. Um, I'm enjoying us uh, getting to record again and, and being able to do this remotely. Life is life's great, buddy. Can, life's can I great. S- does it feel like a? Because to me, this is a treat. I feel like this episode mm-hmm. yeah. that we dropped was an absolute treat. I'm honestly eating strawberries and cream oh, and right cream. now. No, so you're not. Not even messing with you right Holy here. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. Because it's such a treat. You I know, and some, I, just, I need a. I need a treat too. I gotta find something. I've had this, this was, juice box that I had was kind of a treat, honestly. Oh, that's Honest good. That kids, looks good. Organic juice. It was really good. Um, I bet it is. No, I feel, dude. It's funny you bring that up. I feel the same way. Um, this this came about kind of somewhat unexpectedly, I guess. Um, but it has felt that way for me too. I have had so I've gotten so much joy from this like adaptation pitch that. It, it has been for a while. I feel like any kind of creativity that I've tried to the muse, right? I'm one of those guys where if the muse doesn't find me, I'm useless without the muse. I'm useless. Yeah. And so this is one of those for, and I I feel like I've, I've been in that kind of slump for a long time. Like I haven't been able to paint and I haven't been able to make myself. I haven't been able to draw. I haven't been able to write. Like I've just been kind of in a slump in that, in that outlet. And sometimes I think that causes like a lot of frustration, a lot of pent up, like creative juices and and it right I like almost like in the same way that when you work out you release toxins I think yeah. when you do something creative or in this sense kind of like uh, sort of creative like mostly adapting it feels the same way like you're releasing that kind of toxins but also like endorphins get driven up so yes I I have I have loved like I've loved breaking out the keyboard, getting the iPad out and and typing. I've loved like researching different aspects of of Tolkien's mythology, um, learning more about hobbits, learning more about all that hobbits are in, are involved in in the histories of Middle-earth that we kind of kind of almost get sort of lost if you're not looking for it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has been an absolute like joy. It's been so much fun to 
to get to do and, this. And uh, yeah. Well, I just want to say, so for, yeah. for uh, context, you know, yeah. this is something I think if you listen back to the show, we, we've talked about for a long time, which is time. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great to have sort of your yeah. day by day, day in, day out, sort of what's yeah. going on in the Shire, Downton Abbey of Bagot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I would, yeah, it's funny you bring that up. I would love to offer like a... Uh, you know, uh, a, a shiny quarter for anyone who can go back to. I, I want to say within the first within the first year yeah. of mm-hmm. of us recording, and I'm I'm pretty sure it came about in like Drop and Eves when we were when we had no idea what the Amazon show was going to be. Oh yeah, yeah, and and there were so many weeks and the good months old days where we just yeah <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> The good old days of ignorance and possibilities where we just literally um, were speculating and we got so bored yeah. speculating that we, I think at one point we just said, you know, what, what would you want? I think one of my, I, I, I'd have to go back and look. I think one of the things I wrote yeah, your pitch. one week for, yeah. one, one week for Japanese was what would you want out of a show? And so, yeah, so that, that's kind of like, it's been on my mind. If you take it all the way back, like I think all the way back to. You know when I when I loved these movies first in my life as a teenager, and I would literally, if I could watch nothing else, I would watch, um, you know, minute. I think it's minute minute eight in the extended edition. It literally eight eight zero zero. The exact eight minute mark is when concerning Hobbit starts, okay. and you get all that time in the Fellowship in the Shire, and you get Bilbo's writing in the Red Book, ironically enough, and you get, you know, you see. Um, what hobbits love and how a glimpse a, a glimpse into the life of hobbits in the shire and i always thought to myself you know it's not enough time right and no. i think in i think in the season one pitch uh audio i think i even wrote that i that, that for me the, the the films didn't give enough time as a fan of of hobbits and feeling like such a um I don't know. I feel like a kinship. Like we talk about all the time that we live in the Shire, you know, that this is Bag End, that we are hobbits. That, that, that uh, mentality towards life is very desirable. You know, I always talk about what would Aragorn do? And I think Aragorn would try to be more like hobbits. And I think a lot of times we see that desire in him, that, that he holds hobbits in high regard where other people don't. Same with Gandalf. Right. Yeah. They even protect the Shire. I mean, like it's in his nature to kind of be like, Yep. I love that, and I want to keep that and preserve yeah, that. It. So if I got exactly. if I got a range out here on the on the white spaces, Dude, I will. That actually comes up in season two. Like I'm about to write oh, a, God, about some of that go. too. So it's just there's a whole there's a whole like Aragorn arc in in season two. Ah, uh, and it's almost like it's an arc that's. I don't get. It's hard. It's like hard to explain, but um, yeah, it's it's exciting that he's. I'm excited. Like let's, and I mean, even in the season in, in season one, we could have Viggo Mortensen at his age now come back yeah. and play Dude. play Aragorn. We could have Liv Tyler right now come back oh, yeah. and play Arwen. We could have Sean Astin come back. So anyway, so like that moment in the Fellowship, uh, that I would watch again and again for comfort and just for to enjoy, that I wished would be expanded, and you know like. I never knew what that would look like. I always thought like, you know, I can't even imagine what, you know, like, and I think it was actually when, I think it was honestly when, ironically enough, Sherlock, when the Sherlock um, uh, BBC series came out. Okay. Where I was like, man, because that for me, that's when I realized TV was different. Yeah. And I think that's like, everyone has a show like that. 
for some people it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's there's a litany of them now. But like that that for me, I was like, man, TV is another level. Yeah. Like yeah. they're making episodes that are feature length or feature film length. They're doing it with a quality that you usually only see on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And so that for me was like, man, you could really instead of just a one-off or two-off film, you could really stretch your legs in the Shire with a TV show. Yeah. And so then I started thinking about, you know, like, well, I don't, I don't even know what that would look like. And so the, the, and up until like a year ago, I, I hadn't really sat down and tried to exercise my mind to see if I could come up with Mm-hmm. what that would look like. And so for me, it was always, I think, you know, this is the reference we've made all the time and I've, I've brought up and we've talked about back and forth because you love the show too, Downton Abbey. I was like, just, oh, yeah. just yeah. make it Downton Abbey, but with hobbits, plop right. it in the Shire, Downton Abbey with the hobbits. But then like, so, so that was always kind of my, my general idea of what it, what it could look like, what it could feel like. And I thought mm-hmm. that makes sense. Then, um, we got the show last year, right? Yeah. We got Loderon Prime. We right. got Rings of Power. And it was great until, like, I think f- episode three or four. And I, uh, in, in my mind, for me as a viewer, not enough was happening. Yeah. And then, you know, you started down that rabbit hole where you looked at what was actually in. I think, honestly, dude, I, th- I think I can narrow it down to the scene. That just didn't feel, like, to me, it could no longer exist in the same umbrella as the film's. Yeah. Even the Hobbit films, it was that scene with uh, with Farazan by the by the blood of my hat or whatever. He, when he holds up his hands and he's talking yeah. about you know he vows. I was like, man, this feel. I, I said this before. I won't say it again because it's annoying. But it felt like one of those History Channel, um, uh, oh. like cutaways, like one of the History Channel cutaways yeah, where, where they, they were trying to bring an actual historical event to life. But before History Channel made like good shows, like back when we were in high school, right? right? Oh, yeah. We would show, yeah, yeah. We would, it'd be like Marcus Aurelius or Caesar or something, and you're like, okay, Real this is kind of cheesy. Like, yeah. yeah, it's cool, but it's kind of cheesy, and so it feels History Channel-ish. It's right, not like right. that anymore. I mean, they make like really good TV shows, drama TV shows, but that's what that made me feel like. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I think I'm out yeah. on pinning my hopes on this show. And you go down that rabbit hole too, where you learn like what could actually, what did Tolkien actually write about in the Second Age? Yeah, what is yeah. actually available in those same sources uh, uh, that they, the people um, in charge of of developing Rings of Power said they had the rights to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you stumble upon, and I know some people, some people get sick of me saying it, and some people watch those videos and had problems with them. That's fine. You can find problems with anything. Is another thing oh, too, and I think, yeah. I think I would. I found way less problems with Tolkien Untangled's take on yeah. a second age show than I could ever find in um, a thousand years of Rings of Power. So when I found those videos and watched those, and the way he laid those out, mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. he had certain um, boundaries that he stuck to, the fact that he recorded them before Rings of Power aired. Yeah, that was cool. That to me was. Really, honestly, it was very inspiring. Yeah, and yeah. so like with with the with the way I've written like these adaptations and the way that we recorded it, I have in my mind like almost kind try, kind of tried to emulate his approach because I feel like it might be one of the best ways to to do something like that to to pitch an idea to try and paint a picture 
hopefully, right, in right. in listeners' minds as to what could be. And right. and I love the way he did it in great detail at certain points and at other points very vaguely. In other yeah. points he said, you know, this could happen or this character could be named this. You know, it's it's right. a placeholder. It doesn't have to be for sure yet, but like enable in, in order for me to get from this point to this point, we're gonna say yeah. this happened. Yeah. And yeah. and really like to think about like one person doing that and the amount of time that he did it, it's pretty yeah. impressive. Because a lot of times like what he's saying to get from this point to that point, you would have a whole team of people working on the mm-hmm. finer details, like a whole group of, of story developers who would say, okay, well, how exactly we're going to get from this narrative point to this narrative point or this plot point with it making sense, building arcs, like developing intricate characters. And so, but I saw that as a great way to um, like stop, fill that gap. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so anyway, I took a lot of inspiration from him. And it was it was last fall, right? Last fall when yeah. I went down the rabbit hole, and then you know we started talking more about it. And I got you to watch the videos. You're like, dude, these are pretty. These are they're pretty good. good. Yeah, like yeah. The, they're great. And the way that he was able to stick to the materials and also um, create something that to me felt complete and complementary, and didn't feel like cheap on at, at any level. So I, I was like. If you could do so, at that point, I was just like, man, I was just in in awe of what he had done. I didn't even think about, okay, well, could you take this formula or this approach and right. apply it to? Let's just, pre- it's really like playing pretend, honestly, because like he even said that he's like, I'm going to pretend I'm the showrunner for this show. I'm going to put yeah, myself yeah. in their shoes. <clears throat> I've got this much money. I've got the rights to to this material. I'm going to just like, how would I do it? And that's you and I have always talked about that. It's so cool for people to break things down. It's really, yeah. really cool for people to criticize things. You've said it for years. Yeah, yeah. Like from before we even started recording, you're like, it's cool to be critical. Cool to be critical. I think I yeah. think my my favorite reference you used it for was The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Because everyone <laughs> uh, yeah. was critical of that movie. But oh, then yeah. you would yeah. ask people, you'd be like, okay, so what would you do? What would you do? And, yeah. and so Crickets. few people, so few people have an answer. And it's because... Right. It's not as easy. It's it was a lot harder to build something than it is to rip it down. Yeah. And and a lot of times you poke holes and stuff and people just go, oh, dude, you're right. Oh, wow, I hadn't even thought of yeah. that. And they don't even ask. They don't even think to ask because they're so, you know, it, I guess maybe it's it, more more entertaining or appealing to hear something ripped apart than it is to be like, okay, well, you construct something then. Yeah. So it, that to me, yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I just want to make a point too because I, yeah. I have like, for example, I often think of my sister who just goes in and knows nothing or Lottie yeah. and yeah, yeah, watches yeah, just yeah. for enjoyment. And they're not yep. those people who are like super critical, tearing something down. They're just like, entertain right. me. Let's go with this. And then they're, they're right. sort of like, oh, that, that was that was somewhat entertaining or yeah. I don't really know. But for you and I, it's on this level of like we know it pretty intimately and we yeah. are super fans. Right. We, we, yeah. we really enjoy it. Um, and so we know what could have been. And then when we start to go down those rabbit holes, it's like. Yeah, you start to point those things out, and they, th- things are not really, really adding up. And you inspired me actually when we were. I looked at Last Jedi, and I said, "Now, because I told you I, I had a whole Luke Skywalker, Mara Dude. Jade theory." That I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna pencil this down. I'm gonna pencil this down because I think this <laughs> yeah. is how you can make that work. And I'm you're gonna I'm re- a, you're gonna record that video too, right? Or that audio? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try to do some extended that's stuff. That's what on I want to hear. Yeah, because because my my thing is I don't want um it's 
yeah, it's like your pitch for like an idea or a show, and it moves us in a direction that is positive and tries to make this better, right? You're trying mm-hmm. to add to it mm-hmm. and, and and make it good. And, yeah. and I, I know some people are a little critical of of um, Tolkien Untangled because at one point he's just like, I don't really like this, and I really don't like mm-hmm. it, and that's that's okay. But you go mm-hmm. here's the thing: you go there if you you want to know what he says and and what is it that yeah. that didn't fit? What is that? What could have been there? Whereas yeah. like people like. Like um like my wife Lottie or my sister or whoever, they're just they watched it and they're rolling on. Like mm-hmm. Amazon mm-hmm. got their view, they got their click, they got their whatever, yeah. and they'll come back and watch season two and that's all good and well. But yeah. what is time why are we still talking about you know, I think we said this, uh, it was an episode that's coming out later that we have already recorded where we talk about the trilogy and mm-hmm. the magic of it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. why yeah. it will stand the test of time as one of those great trilogies, the greatest trilogy probably of all time. I mean, the only yeah. one that I rank yeah. above it Star Wars. is because Star Wars for me. And I yeah. think you, you know, yeah. you're like, yeah, this is for you, the greatest trilogy. And it, and for everyone listening, it is. And I, I agree with you. I don't, I don't actually have like, it's, it's, it's amazing. So that's that's the thing. I I want to have good stories for these characters. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, when we talk about your like what we're what we're what you've done here in concerning hobbits, it's sort of like we've got a female lead. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do. Uh, people mm-hmm. get caught up in all of those little things where, you know, you're are you you guys are attacking diversity? Heck no. Are you kidding me? No. I'm insulted that the story's not better for them. Yeah. I mean. That's, no, that that's was, sort of my thing. It's that, like I I I'm insulted that you guys. Yeah. Like it should have been meaningful there should be more like in this this should connect in a way that people are like oh my god this is awesome i'm watching ahsoka right now and it's Uh, an almost all female cast and it is the best star wars we have seen in years people are raving about it i know that people are going yeah and so like i think maybe like to your point the, the problem with the show like we weren't super casual and we also uh, weren't like we're we're not lore masters of of which yeah, really no, honestly no. with Tolkien it just means that you are great at memorizing or you've spent a lot of time mm-hmm. digging into stuff that's that's all it really yeah, yeah. takes like when we talk about like people being Tolkien experts unless you're Tom Shippey or right. uh, Humphrey Carpenter who actually knew the man or like Christopher Tolkien who was yeah. his son like those dudes are on another level they're like Astari everyone yeah. else it's just a, an amount of time you're willing to spend on it and your memorization of it and your yeah. ability to present it that's it like you're, there's yes. not you're not learning new Tolkien stuff you're not able to go interview Tolkien right now or right. again you're not even able to go interview his son like so that to me yeah I mean so but we're not we we're, we I wouldn't put a you know I, I definitely myself I'm not there but not so either. that's kind of why we were stuck in between where we care more than people who are just watching it because it's a TV show, but we didn't know yet, like how how much better it could have been. I guess yeah. is my thing. So that's where that whole like, so, so some of your why, why Tolkien, for this, like, yes, yeah, yeah, and, and Tolkien Entangled was so appealing. And then you know you you do think about like how things are changed, and and you know the the original trilogy is always held in such like high regard. It's like holy, and especially as as time goes on and you see more takes on middle earth which for for our fandom hasn't been much but like yeah. it just galvanizes the original trilogy more and more but when you stop and look at it and like old heads who watched the movie when they were like they're like 60 years old when it came out and they were book heavy yeah when they saw that movie they found a lot of problems with it there are sure. a lot of changes there are a lot of yep. liberties taken right but the stuff that that is true to Tolkien's work is so good 
that mm-hmm. you over time, especially and, and younger fans like us, you forgive some of those differences. You see yeah. it as, okay, well, you know, there's three movies and there's limited amount of time you can spend in, in middle earth for these three, these, this one story broken into three parts. I get why they made some of those changes. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Tolkien Untangled makes some of those changes as well. I thought he did a fantastic job. He really inspired me, n- yep. not knowing it at that time. So I think it was literally just kind of I, I like we moved into this year in like January, February, and I was I was still kind of like it sounds weird, but I was still like processing the fact that this show was not something I was going to be able to look forward to. With the same kind of excitement, it wasn't something like when I see or hear updates, I'm not like, oh, awesome. You know, like, I wonder what's going to be. It's like, does anyone even care? I don't, or not even that. That's that's, right. that's ridiculous. But I don't care anymore. And yeah, so I yeah, thought, yeah. I've got to find something to, I've got to find a way to direct my energy right. in, a, in an exciting way that my real goal was to, okay, I'm going to try and do it just started as this. I'm going to try and do a Tolkien Untangled approach to this concept I've always wanted to see a show about hobbits. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, I, here's going to be the trick. I want to try and entertain myself. Yeah. yeah I yeah. want to be entertained by it. If I'm not entertained by it, I'll stop and I won't do it. Yeah. So I started, I started, um, man, dude, I can't, I can't remember when. I want to say it was like March and April. So like every spring in in schools, it's like testing season, right? We have testing oh, season yeah. where, sit there where we hours. literally, yeah. yeah, weeks, weeks of testing different grade levels where we, we sit there and we proctor and, you know, you're not supposed to be on your phone. You're not supposed to be doing anything technology related. You're just kind of supposed to sit there. You can read as long as you're looking right. up at students and checking, make sure that you're not like ignoring them. Right. And you can write things like that. So... I took it upon myself. I'm like, I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna take take advantage of this time where I, I'm not really able to do much. I'm going to just read some of this uh, historical um, information about hobbits, and yeah. I'm just gonna see if I could come up with a structure. I'm gonna just try to come up with a way you could you could fit things in, and and see if I could make a show. And yeah, that led yeah. to that literally led to. Um, and I had no idea. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. There's no way. But that led <laughs> to, okay, every good story, you, you've said this tons of times, you need like a magical item, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, either a weapon or, or an item or a, a, some sort of like uh, physical uh, gateway. And you need yep. a main character, a hero. Yeah, yeah. Your hero and I was hero like, story. Hero yeah, setup. I was like, yep. yeah, I was like, so who who is this going to be? Is it, this is a hero? It's going to be a heroic story, and who is this going to be? And in my mind, it was always, it was at this point, it was still just, it, it would be episodes and seasons in a linear plop down period of time in the Shire. Yeah. And then I I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, but hobbits are so much bigger than that. That's the thing about them that draws us in is they're these quaint, um, agrarian, simple creatures. Yet time and time again, not just Bilbo, mm-hmm. not just Frodo, not just Sam, they get drug into these bigger affairs. These yeah. these crazy events that happen in Middle Earth, you can almost, not always, but as long as Tolkien talks about hobbits, you can kind of like look around and say, okay, they were involved there, and they were yeah. indirectly involved there, and you see them over here, 
and they were doing that while other people were and it's like okay so i don't know that setting it in a plopping it down in a certain period of time is going to work like i don't know if you could just have a hobbit show that takes place in the year you know i don't know uh 30 22 in the or that's not <laughs> 2583 in the in the third yeah, age yeah 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 like right. over a period of two or three years. It's just not going to – It's it's it, okay, not to – it would be too boring, I think. It wouldn't yeah. have enough of that um, magical element. You know what I'm right. saying? It yeah, would be yeah, limited. Yeah. And so I thought, is there a character who could – a character, a hero, and an item that would allow us to tap into an unlimited view of the Shire? Mm-hmm. And the uh, the item seemed to come pretty quickly. It was the Red Book. I was yeah. like, the Red Book has to be this gateway into all these tales. Because that's the thing that, um, and I don't know where Tolkien uh, like exactly wrote this down, this concept. But like the Red Book contained not just The Hobbit, not just the Lord of the Rings uh, stories, but other tales from the histories of Hobbits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, 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 and Hobbit folk. It ended up becoming like something that was guarded. That was copied, that was yeah. protected, because it essentially became their history book. And I think Tolkien somewhere, like, created this kind of like headcanon thing where these stories that we got, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, were because he found the Red Book, right? And he translated yeah. it from yeah. Western, and he wrote it down. And that's he just simply found these stories and translated them for us. That's that's how we have them. It came from the Red Book. So in that line of thinking, you can think, okay, well, all of these historical s- stories that we know about hobbits surely hobbits or like even specifically bilbo would have written them down much like in like you know when you think about like the bible there were there were people who wrote down accounts that they weren't there for yeah right but they right. created this this book that people refer to over and over and over, or even any history book like history book is full of third person accounts right mm-hmm. i wasn't there you know, I didn't even talk to someone who was there. I talked to someone who talked to someone who was there, and they said this happened. And so I took that kind of mindset. I'm like, okay, so this is this this um, this red book is a way to explore unlimited anywhere. Yeah, it's like literally a portal that allows you to time travel in a natural way. And I was like, hold on, there's precedent for that in the films. There's precedent yeah. for it in the films. It happens without us even realizing it. Like. It literally, if you think about The Hobbit, it's how we learn about the backstory of of um, the Arkenstone and the dwarves of Erebor yeah, yeah. and Smog's coming. In um, The Lord of the Rings, it's, you know, Bilbo, the, the first 45 minutes of The Fellowship of the Ring, it's like Bilbo is so engrossed in writing the Red Book and writing about, he's writing a prologue. He's writing concerning hobbits when he should be paying attention to the party that's happening you know, like that very day, you know what I'm saying? Or like the next day. So, and then even then he, you know, he, he went his, when he leaves in the, in the movies. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, cause you're, you're making a TV show. So you're thinking about the cinematic universe that we've seen But when he leaves, he says, you know, I've thought up an ending for my book. He tells Gandalf, I thought up an ending. He's yeah, consumed yeah. with the thought of this book. And so I thought like that would be a cool and a natural way to, you know, fans like us wouldn't even question it. Of course, oh, no. we're going to use the Red Book to travel. And then, so when you're thinking about a hero, right? It'd be tempting to go Bilbo. It'd mm-hmm. be tempting to go Frodo. It'd be tempting to go Sam. Yeah. 
And you think about those three and you're like, okay, well, they've each had like a pretty fair representation. They've each had um, like a lot of screen time in what we've yeah. seen, whether it be younger Bilbo um, in The Hobbit or, you know, Sean Astin as Sam in the trilogy or Elijah Wood as Frodo. They, right. they were the stars. They are the stars in terms of Hobbits. Like they are the, the first tier. And I thought, you know what? The other thing too is like, they're they're t- Ian Holm is passed on, yeah. Um, Elijah Wood and Sean Astin like they're so much older that it wouldn't it wouldn't work. And I thought like we've done we've been there we've done that like it's yeah. it's not something new enough. And then it just I just thought to myself I'm like you know what we need someone who, we need a bridge, we need a bridge from all these stories that we've known or this age that we've known to an age that we have not known the fourth age. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's one character, and I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to repeat myself, but there's because I talk about this in the, in the season one pitch, but it's Eleanor. Eleanor is that character, Eleanor, yeah. Like she's literally the one who connects it all. So you got the char- mm-hmm. character who connects it all. She's um, not only like uh, an incredible Hobbit, but she's the the firstborn daughter of one of our heroes, one of the ring bearers. She's like Elven. Um, she doesn't even like people who see her kind of mistake her for an elf, which is crazy. So she's that's different crazy. that yeah. way. And and when Tolkien wrote about the Red Book, the Red Book was passed on to Eleanor. Eleanor goes right. on to become she and Fastrid, her husband, become the wardens of the West March. Like they literally <laughs> become the rulers of the West March, which is a land that was gifted to them by King Elisar. Mm-hmm. And crazy. so crazy <laughs> and, and they're one of their tasks. One of their tasks is to um, to uh, guard, add to and make copies of the Red Book. They become the the wardens or the what do they call the keepers of the Red Book is what they're called. Yeah. And so anyway, this this I thought, OK, this is great. You can build on this. You can literally jump anywhere you want. And you can also so you can go tell these tales from the past. You can link them to a a story arc that takes place in the fourth age and just, and do that in itself. You can explore the fourth age and build this character of Eleanor who we've only seen on screen as like Sean Astin's real life daughter as a, as a little child hobbit. And so that's kind of how it started. Once I got that done, I was like, dude, I tell you what, it's a crazy thing. I think I told you about, I hit a wall like I, I writ I wrote all of season one kind of in a fury. Like I, I was it was during that <laughs> testing time. And it was yeah. on the weekends in the spring. Uh I, I think I was all the way done with season one. And like, you know, developing that structure was helpful too, because I thought, okay, episode one, four, and seven, they're mostly about right. Eleanor. We break away in a natural way to a to a tale that's episodes two and three, then we come back then we break away again naturally to a, another tale that's episodes five and six and we have like this big arc season arc from Eleanor we have you know arcs within those tales we have ways that those tales connect to the theme of that season and to Eleanor's storyline in a natural way and we just get to explore so much we'll have downtime we'll have like small moments where we really feel like like concerning hobbit hobbity type um, yeah. moments where we're, we feel like we're plopped down a fly on the wall in, in, in the Shire and get to see the, the gossip and the smoking and the eating and the, you know, the bantering and all that stuff. But we'll get moments too that feel like those moments from the films where hobbits find themselves in unexpected circumstances and they rise yeah. to the occasion. Yeah. So 
I got that done fast. And I hit, I did hit, but um, talking about like how the, uh, the process is different from, this is how like adaptation to me felt almost kind of like a freedom. Um, okay. So I got, I got done with season one and I was working on recording it and it, First of all, I decided to record it in the closet upstairs. Bless your heart for that. That in the middle of su- in the middle of summer. And remember, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, thank God, Ez didn't indulge me on that. When we thought about putting the studio up there, when we were going to put like a two man studio in that closet, that would have been the worst. We would have passed out I every al- single time. There's no air. I already so I, I, say, I already there. sweat like crazy. So <laughs> you already knew it. I I I literally I literally uh, had moments where I was like so hot and. Uh, out of breath that I thought I just I can't even do this I can't this is stupid <laughs> I only had one and actually this moment came before that I'm sorry this moment came before that I was right at the end I was working on uh, Bungo and Belladonna's story and I yeah. kind of hit a wall and I was like you know what I thought I was going to be done by now and I'm still working on this I was like this is this is stupid it's going to be one of those things that I started and I never finish just add it to the list and I don't have to tell anybody about it, so I'm not embarrassed, whatever. Mm-hmm. That only lasted. When I create something from scratch, that can last years. Yeah, yeah. Years. There are still stories that I have, I have not finished that I started when I was a teenager, right? Right. And out of that fear of I don't know where to go next. But the thing that adapting has done is it's that lasted for like maybe a few minutes. And then I thought, you know what? These aren't even my ideas anyway. Like most of them, like the main, mm-hmm. to use the term of, of rings of power, the pillars, the pillars that are there weren't created yeah. by me. They were right, created right. by like the greatest author of all time. And so I'm yeah. literally just connecting the dots. I'm filling in gaps and I'm drawing, I'm, I'm literally pointing towards those pillars of right. things that actually did happen to show just how incredible this story builder, world builder is. Mm-hmm. So it snapped mm-hmm. me out of it like that. And I haven't had a moment like that since. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's been, I guess that's a long way to say um, adapting something is a lot more fun, honestly, in a different way and almost kind of easier than creating from scratch. And that's kind of how it's happened so far. So I got done with season one and then I took, I I immediately went into recording because I wanted to have it ready for for you and you got back to listen to, to edit so that we could... Originally, we we were thinking about post, this is something else. We were originally thinking about posting all three seasons at the same time, but I got that weird fear, irrational fear where I (laughs) thought if I've thought of this, somebody I've thought of this odds are someone, someone else has because, and maybe they have, and I just, I, I've been ignorant to it. I don't think so, but I I thought to myself, I want to get it out now. I at least want to get the establishment out now. So that way I don't want to like you, you hear mostly with inventors, right? People who invent stuff, they have a great idea. They go to invent it or they never do. And then years later, they see something and they go, oh, I had that idea, you know, like 20 years ago. Did you ever put a patent on it? No, never did. Didn't think it you didn't, yeah. didn't think it was good enough or just right. couldn't bother or, you know, I didn't didn't think I'd be able to execute it or something. So I had that. Right. I, you have that same kind of fear when you create something or I guess even in adapting. So I thought to myself, get season one out there. That way I can have a little bit of peace of mind. And really, honestly, when we did that, I have felt more freedom now. As I'm like, I'm kind of like in the middle of, of, so season two and, and most of season three are all arced out. Like they're all the major plot points are there. So what I'm doing right right now is I'm going through season two and creating like a more long form, 
written pitch like I did for season one. Yeah. And dude, after that little break I took to just kind of rest and recover from season one, like yeah. I have been, like I told you today, like ideas are coming to me all the time on how to like massage it and how to iron things out or like little tidbits on to now. throw in or like ways to articulate connections and tickle things out. Come like on. Season one, I'm tickle, just tickle it out. Season one, I am so <laughs> proud of. Season two, I think is going to be even crazier. Like for me anyway, working through it. And that's another thing. Someone we've had so like so many kind remarks. Feedback's People been great. reached out to us. Dude, like, like Josh Dalkey and um, Seth and Sam have reached out to us and been like, dude, how do we get this thing made? Do we do a crowd funder? Like this needs to happen. And yeah, like yeah. the, 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 the people who've responded that way have almost like, cause I know that there are people who they wouldn't blow smoke. Like yeah, if yeah. it was something yep. that didn't feel Tolkienian, I don't think they would, I don't, they might say, Hey, nice job, but they wouldn't say this kind of things they've said. So to me, I was afraid of that group of people too. That's the fear too, where I'm like, not, not them individually, but like groups of people yeah. who really know Tolkien lore. I'm like, right. I, 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 so I was like, I was very diligent in like making sure I didn't get stuff wrong that I, that yeah. I actually was referencing stuff that really happened. And that when I did fill in gaps, I was doing it in ways that sort of like alluded to Tolkien or thought like, how would he, how would he like what would make sense and what would what would um pay tribute to him instead of like what what's something I would want to do? And every time I did that, it made it more entertaining for me. Like yeah. as I'm sitting there writing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want I want to I want to see this. And so anyway, that whole process, like people reaching out and saying that, those those kind things. Um, the crazy thing is, is the rush I've gotten while I'm doing it. I think I responded to someone and and just said, it would be the coolest thing in the world if eventually we could sit down with like talented, talented people and say, hey, this is a concept we have. You guys could actually make it happen. Yeah. Put our names at the very back of the book, just in, in you know, like nine, yeah, nine point font off to the side. Give us a give us a cameo in each season and let the uppers right. come out, right? That's all right. you got to do for us. But make this happen, please. Like if that happened, I don't know that it would be more satisfying than the process of actually of, yeah. of adapting it. Like, yeah, as wow. when I tell you that there yeah. are, there are That's moments cool. I can see in my head moments. I can see in my head that it's almost as if I'm watching it on screen. It's not an exaggeration. Like there are so many of these moments that um, like have been adapted that I've written about that in order to write them, I do see them. And I'm like, man, this is something that, so that whole process has been very fulfilling. And it's like Rick Rubin is a uh, musical guy. I don't know what it, I think he does. I think he's, he does all kinds of stuff. But he has this quote where, and this is not like attributed to him. It's nothing new. But the act of creation, right? If the act of creation, or in this case adapting, doesn't do anything for you, mm -hmm. then it's pointless. Like you can yeah. make the greatest thing in the world. Right, that everyone else loves, but if it doesn't satisfy you, it's a loss. Right, and and really, what the whole point of that act and process is to create something that does that does fulfill you, that makes you feel like okay, this is yes, like this was worth my time. Right, yeah. this was worth my yep. time, my energy, my effort, and I've always loved that that like that that um, that viewpoint 
And this for me has done that. So like everything else that we're doing, like, like putting this video out or the, the audio, the pod, whatever, doing the season one, working on season two, that to me is all like when people hear it and like Joe Lewis, mm-hmm. Joe Lewis was like, yeah. I, I, I remember I, I sent him after you, <clears throat> after I sent it to you, I sent it to him too. Yeah. yeah I yep. said, just listen to this raw audio. Let me know what you think. And he hadn't even listened to all of it. And he was like, dude, this is great. I love this. This idea is awesome. That is all extra. Like that all feels like ice cream after a steak dinner. Like the whole process and not even being done. I'm almost kind of afraid to finish. Like when season three is done because I'll be like, oh my gosh, like I won't know what to do next. Other than maybe going back and like actually trying to write a script for each season, which would be crazy. But anyway, I know I just rattled on for like 45 minutes, but, but that's kind of been like the process from beginning to where I am now from all the way back in high school to the more recent like fire I felt under my butt right to where we find ourselves right now. So, yeah, dude, let me just say, so I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people and I, I'm, I'm speaking for people who um, for, 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 for listeners, because I also you sent this to me. Right. And I'm like, OK, I want to go through, do a little. Uh, all I did was a little something in the beginning, something on the end back yeah. in the spring. You would, and I remember telling Lottie this, I'm like, Lane is on something fierce. He is on something fierce. He is spitting some Hobbit lore stuff that I have never, I have, I don't know what is. You know what it was? You were so thick. You were in the thick of it. It was THC. It was Tolkien Hobbit characterization. That's what it it was. That's it was okay. You were on me. that. It was in me, <laughs> getting me high, man. Man, like it really, it really was an elation. Like, and and, and the cool, I think that maybe the most thrilling part of it, dude, was like learning about like Marcho and Blanco, yeah. learning about that that group of Hobbit archers that was sent as mm-hmm. tribute to fight the Witch King. The uh, and then like getting a freaking giggle when like some of those things lined up. Yeah, you're like okay. How could I fit that into here? That makes sense. That makes sense. Let's go with that. Let's develop that. Like right, it right. really is like usually puzzles frustrate me, but because his pieces are so big, <laughs> yeah. like Tolkien's puzzle, the pieces are so big that it's like, oh, okay, it's just the enjoyment of seeing things come together. Right, right. And yeah, dude, like it really, I did feel like a psycho. I mean, even now, like I, I sent you a voicemail. Was it a voicemail the other day? And I felt yeah. like an insane person. I was like, I just told... No, I think it was a text. It was a text that was like five paragraphs long. Right. I'm like, was, I just told as way too... He's probably like, what is what? wrong? Dude, Is he smoking it, a cigar? Is he drinking some whiskey? What's wrong with him? And yeah, it was yeah. neither. It, it was, was, it was, it was just... Tolkien I was high. high on Tolkien. Yeah. 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 Well, I, because like there's so many... Th- I think when people listen to that, I want you to go... Like, If you're listening to this now, go back and listen to the, the previous episode and listen to how it like as you're as you're detailing stuff i'm thinking like and you do a great job of stopping and saying sorry now here is first of all you paint the picture and then you say here's the thing that was a deviation right Mm -hmm. so the picture is painted in your mind yep and you're like oh wow that's really cool then you tell me like all of these things these five things were were spot pulled from tolkien where Mm -hmm. we deviated was right here and here's why and i'm telling you when you did that that's when i was really like it's transparent it's yeah. it's it's up front. You painted the picture. Right. Did you like the picture? And I did. And I think most people were yeah. kind of like, "What the heck, dude? This would be really sick." Because yeah. I actually, you were talking about seeing things. I could see Ban Galpsy, and I could actually see 
them up, you know, doing the fight. I could see the picture. I there's a moment in yeah. the Highlander movie where the the you heard not, the you heard the thunder, didn't you? you I heard, heard the, the thunder. thunder. Heard the thunder. I was like, what? There's oh gosh, the the portrait that she's walking by. Yeah. Uh, or the the um yeah, tapestry. The pain, yeah, the painting. Tapestry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that you can see and it's almost like was it in Ghostbusters or whatever where there's that evil portrait yeah, Vigo, that's like the Carpathian yeah following yeah, you with the eyes and stuff yeah, and you're like yeah. oh dude whoa that's I think that's an like, embedded reference that I had yeah it, yeah. it, it feels like his oh, eyes you, are following you you said was that in there okay okay I couldn't well no yeah. I didn't I didn't say that but like the, that was one of my favorite Ghostbusters I loved yeah. as a kid yeah and like the I mean that's that's one of those things. Harry Potter, like the the paintings come to life, right? Yeah. There, yeah. There's this thing we have with like feeling like um you know a portrait, especially mm-hmm. when you nail a portrait, it's the eyes. The eyes follow you, right. No matter where yes. you go. And right. it was that concept of like Sam's gone. She doesn't have Sam anymore. Sam dad is is gone to Valinor. Yep. So who is going to? And she's got Fastered right with her, and they're like they're like they're the Hobbit version of. Aragorn and Arwen like it's a true love like it's yes, they're real they're real that, yeah. they're real partners um but who is going to help give her that courage and strength and you know sometimes it like I've I've drawn a lot of inspiration from like stuff that I've had like sometimes it's something very unexpected mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you know you, you look up and you notice I don't know uh, something beautiful in the sky or yeah. uh you see your favorite bird or your favorite song comes on the radio. It's stuff that you're like, that's Whoa, real that just, though, man. Yeah, it's changed. Right. And I, I wanted it to, to say be, that, but that's so true. I want it to be something relatable too. Like I, I, a lot of Eleanor stuff, I want us to relate to her because she really is. She's the heart. Even though we go on all these different adventures and stuff through her and through the Red Book, she is the heart and soul. If you don't buy into Eleanor, then this pitch for a show wouldn't work. And yeah, so I was like, yeah. she needs to, I need to err on the side of being too relatable. Um, like I think I even brought up like the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 they're going to Mickle Delving, and it's like a yeah. road trip thing where she's pregnant. That yeah. that's something that Sarah and I did. Like when we were when she was pregnant with Wendy. We God, look at trying to take credit for my wife's pregnancy. What a <laughs> misogynistic oh, pos you bad boy. When we were when we were um uh when she when she was pregnant. Like I want to say. Uh, six months yeah six or seven months we took a road trip to california we went all the way out to san diego which is where we fell in love and i eventually proposed to her so it was like this big you know like road trip that we just got a brand new car like it was a in a brand new honda fit we went all the way out we put all those thousands of miles on it and i was like it was a very memorable time and it was it was there were definitely times where she was so uncomfortable and I felt like, man, was this a dumb recommendation? Like, should we, I should have been like, we probably shouldn't do this, but it was probably the most memorable. I would say it's almost more memorable than when we went to New Zealand together. Dang. It was one of the greatest trips we've ever had because it was just the two of us and we were going to a meaningful place. And so anyway, right. yeah, like you draw inspiration. So I thought like, if I want to put any personal stuff in there, it's going to yeah, be like, yeah. it's going to be through Eleanor. And, and when I think of Eleanor, I think of my beautiful wife. Yep. I think of my three daughters and I think like, dude, dude, the strength of a female hero mm. is, and I mean, Tolkien knew that, right? He, he, oh, he did that with yeah. Galadriel. He did that with Luthien. He did that with, 
um, Arwen to a certain extent. Like these, mm-hmm. uh, Rosie Cotton Awen. did it with yep. Rosie Awen. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. How did I forget Awen? Jeez, because I was thinking elves. But yes. Yeah. Like the 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 um, it's it's unmatched. And so yes. Uh, right. Yeah. So that relatability through yeah it, through Eleanor, but also making her this really strong and uh, inspire to me. She's inspiring. Like I I'm reading and and I'm like coming up with ideas. And I'm like, geez, man, I want to be. Like her and like when she goes in there to Hob Whitfoot and says, "Here's some oh, waiting yeah. for your breakfast," right? And right. it's like she found she found the deed that Sam had put in there and had been signed years ago that made that transfer legal. I thought, I want, and then just walks out as he falls through the floor in rage and looks yeah. over, and it looks like that painting is smirking at her now. It looks like that painting is going, "Well done, right? Well right. done, my heir." You know, like. Right. The, my descendants are living up to the name. So yeah. So w- w- one more thing, I don't think yeah. you meant for this to happen or that this uh, this relatability piece here. But I, I want for friends to go back and listen to it again with the lens of like your Sam dad has gone on. Yeah. And you know your parents are gone on. You're at this age where you've yeah. sort of mm-hmm. grown up and. And it's like, yeah, now you're in charge because that's kind of yeah. where I, I like I, I took my dad on this trip and I felt like I was yeah. uh, I, I, I felt like I was I mean, it was it was like a little kid running around. It was, yeah. I was he's getting older and I'm, I'm looking <laughs> after that, him. like the roles are kind of changed too, that he got. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, like, it's a scoundrel. But, yeah. you know, like like after that happened and like when my mom passed away and mm-hmm. then, mm-hmm. you know, you go through that sort of reflection and you go through the old books, the old photo albums, you. Yeah, you, you know, you you kind of go back time. down, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I felt like that's somewhat of what she and Fastard are are, are kind of navigating a little bit, yeah. and yeah. Do, doing adult Hobbit things, yeah. right? Pregnant and and stuff. Yeah. It's sort of this real coming of age sort of thing, but it also is. Sam Dad is gone, and it's and so, that's a lot of it's so relatable for a lot of people, and some people yeah. aren't there yet. But we, but if you are and you've experienced, you're like I okay, yeah. you know. See, and that's one of those things I did force right because that timeline i did fudge the timeline. yeah you there. said that, that. that yeah 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 and that that doesn't happen in that order That's, like right, he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't yeah. leave at that time but i thought to myself like one of the one of the other things too i wanted to make the connection to is how the lord of the rings ends like the lord yeah. of the rings ends with frodo going away in the gray havens so it's almost kind of like a seamless pickup from the trilogy it almost fits into the trilogy more than you'd even realize and if you also think about like frodo he wasn't like a father figure to sam but he was older, at least in the books, you know, yeah. noticeably. And he was someone who was his best friend that he looked up to. And I think about the bond between, like, a lot of, like, firstborns, especially, like, you know, firstborns and, like, their dads or whatever. And I thought, like, that's the same, same, almost not the same kind of, but a, a very meaningful relationship that's ending at the same place. And like you said, right. in the same way that, you know, like when Sam returns from from the gray havens we get him for like maybe 45 seconds or something but you can see this look in his eyes like you said he's you can see in his face that he's well, he says well i'm back you know but he's not really there yeah like he yeah. is processing a lot of stuff and so you're right like that that does cause you to be reflective and look back on times and would drive her into this book that right, was right given to her yeah. in the same way that it was given to him so yeah. Right. I th- I just had it pulled up here. Let me see if I can get it up again real quick here. But yeah. 
Um, the, the inside cover of that book says some interesting things that I thought you were kind of talking about at the beginning, but it's like, according to the wiki, I don't know if this is, the, I don't know if this is, this is just me pulling up the wiki and I have no idea. It's, it's talking about how it's first like my diary, yeah. Yeah. uh, and my, my unexpected journey that's crossed out. The adventures of five hobbits is crossed out. And then it's like, gets to the downfall of, uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings and the ring and, and the return of the King as seen by the little people being yeah. the memoirs of Bilbo and Frodo of the Shire supplemented by the accounts of their friends and the learning of the wise, uh, together with e- extracts from right. books of lore translated by Bilbo and Rivendell. I mean, it's just like this huge sort of, sort of thing. And there's so much. It's their legacy. history. It really is their history book. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and I feel like that is really yep. cool. It's, it's a, this is an odd connection, but for anybody, uh, the, the time that we're recording this, there's a really, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. really cool piece in star wars where they're talking about master legacy and what a master passes to an apprentice or a padawan and so i think about like that sort of a family in star wars and then you think about what's going on here with with these hobbits Mm -hmm. and and how this has been passed down and it's Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's really this responsibility that she has and she's explore it's all that's a new um honor or like a new uh, being the keeper of that book is something that she's experiencing right now in yeah. the midst of also real life yep. stuff going down. And then it's taking her to these big flashbacks, these big pillars that mm-hmm. happen in middle earth while she's also mm-hmm. her own boss managing, you know, her own affairs. And it's, it's yep. really, it's, I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it so much, man. It was, it was yeah. so, like you said, relatable. We have proposals, we have different, and we have a guest appearance by Gandalf at one point later on. I mean, yeah. we've got, yeah. the, it's just, it's just sprinkled in with so many down to earth kind of things, Doubt and Abbey like stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like you're at Doubt and Abbey and they're telling this tale about mm-hmm. a time long ago, legend and yeah. lore, and and you go back and you're like, wow. I mean, because that's where it's it's childlike in that in terms of we we love to be entertained that way. Bilbo telling his stories, and then this mm-hmm. is the freaking book where he de- detailed the story. So yeah, 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 it's and it, great mechanism. It, it's it, it is, and it's really cool too that you almost kind of think like hobbits always told these stories. Right, mm-hmm. they would have they would have oratorily always told these stories, but it wasn't until like maybe Bilbo, where he thought I'm going to write these down. Yeah, I'm going to develop as a storyteller. And so the cool thing is, like as we transition to, to season two, so season two's theme, season one's theme is um, beginnings, which is yeah. maybe the most generic. I don't even know if that's a proper <laughs> theme, but for me in my mind, it works. Right. Season two, the theme is looking back, and so. In season one, we have her kind of just like discovering this book, right? I don't even know if... So I guess you're right. The gateway into the first tale is her reading about it on the way back. In my mind, I always thought it like it was that painting. So the painting kind of triggers that. Yeah. And then we get that tale. But then um, the second tale is all kind of... um, You don't enter through that tale through the book. It's more through like bag end. Yeah, okay. And so... um, in this in this next one, it's much in the next season, season two, it's much more like book heavy. So it's okay. like it's like um and, and the way I tried to look at it is um, you know, you you get this task 
of being a storyteller. And then you try to find your feet as a storyteller in season two. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what we see is, um, like, I think, if, if I remember correctly, both of the tales, well, both of the gateways into the tales, that's not true. That's not true. One of the one of the tales that has tales within tales, boy, you, oh enter, boy. you enter through the red book, and 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 you really get an exploration of like seeing Bilbo as a storyteller, seeing him develop oh, yeah, as a storyteller. Yeah. Um. Same thing with Sam as well. We get Sam developing uh, as a storyteller. Um. And then the the bigger arc is like kind of. Eleanor figuring out how she is going to add to this book in season three. So yeah. Anyway, that's more about stuff to come, but yeah, the, the book is the perfect vehicle I think to, to tell because it was what Tolkien it's where Tolkien said all this stuff was eventually recorded anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I just want, uh, dude, I, I just want to say, I, I really have, I, I love when I come down and or I get a phone call and Lane's just like, here's where I'm at, dude. And he just starts, <laughs> he starts, just starts ripping into this. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh. That happened the other night, didn't it? I just, yeah. I started going off and you were like, I, you were just like 45 minutes later. Probably, I said, should have recorded this. Jeez, dude. Like Lane, should have recorded a I, breath. I need just, to have a recorder in the car yeah. so I can just plug that, the phone right in. And but that, that stuff had like just come to me. Like there were just yeah. little things that I'm like, because I'm always thinking about how am I going to get from this point to I know the points, right? I've right, got the points yeah. all mapped out, but it's like how do I get there and how do I kind of make it the most interesting path there? Like yeah. can I come up with other points that can work into that? And so, yeah. I, I just want to point, yeah, for for I mean, again, this to me was so cool because it's like you go to Mickle Delving, we're at Bag yeah. End, um, yeah. we go down what, what's the one place, Tuckboro or something like that, right? Where we're yeah, 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 the, right, uh, yeah, the great with smales. the Tooks, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. And so uh, there's so many different places that you kind of bounce around there, just in the mm-hmm. Shire, and My, then yeah. you're also getting to go fight against the Witch King, like yeah, come in the on. North. I know. I mean, the, and like when, that alone is so yeah. many different places just in the Shire. And also, by yeah. the way, we're going to go uh, on this, uh, this, this big battle and adventure. And I, yeah, something, something our, our buddy, Mike Charles said too. he was listening. Cause I, I, um, I told him kind of what was going on. And I, I said, if you get a chance, listen to that episode and let me know just cause I, like, I, I appreciate people's feedback too, even if it's like, you know, this sucked or whatever, but uh, it's all valuable. But he said um, he got to that point where, just different possibilities for how the witch king could look. Yeah. And he was like, dude, yeah. I just got chills, man. Cause yeah. it is something that Tolkien does not like specify exactly how he appeared. Like people didn't necessarily know that he was connected to Sauron. So mm-hmm. he was able yeah. to trick a lot of people in the same way that Sauron like took the guise well, of light anatar and was able to trick people too so the the exploration of how would the witch king even look like how would he interact um he used that deceit but he also used like pure brute force through uh, through an army that he built as well and trying to crush like his goal was to crush the dunedain and to destroy the northern kingdom which he essentially did except for that remnant of of rangers which our king comes from, you know what I'm yep, saying? Yep, and so absolutely. Yep. And also just that cool link between like, this is something I never knew the link between Arvadui and mm-hmm. Aragorn. Right. So yeah. it's almost like we're getting a pre Aragorn. He, he almost did it. Like he almost, he almost reunited the Northern yeah. and Southern and kingdoms uh, like of Arnor and Gondor and just yep. couldn't quite 
because of politics yeah. and maybe because he just it, like his fate he had that that um that kind of uh uh gosh what's it called like the foretelling of his fate yeah, oh, at yeah, his sure. birth yeah. right and so just that weight of you know is this decision going to be the one that Mm-hmm, seems mm-hmm. right but is actually wrong you know and oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah 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 i get yeah, yeah so but like how that could fit into a story about a show that's mostly about hobbits and how you can make like make that um so that that stuff's the the whole ban galpsy is invented ban galpsy yeah. is not a yeah. real character but the name ban galpsy is actually sam gamgee in western right so that's like a little <laughs> easter egg that i put in there because i was like i want this guy and at first i didn't even think about like okay this could be an ancient ancestor of Sam's yeah, and yeah. by, by virtue, an ancient ancestor of Eleanor's at first it was just, I think even when I was writing the Mickle delving stuff, I was just like, this is just going to be a, a hero hobbit. And then I thought, what can I name him? I'm like, I can't just name him like George Dillfoot or something like that. It doesn't make, it doesn't sound old enough. Yeah. And then in this book that I bought about the histories of hobbits, it, it literally has, you know, it has our four hobbits, Western names and how they would have been. They weren't, it wasn't like, you know Frodo Baggins and Mary Brandy book. It was like uh, um, these different incantations or translations of their names, and I was yeah. like, "Ban, Ban Galpsy. That mm-hmm. sounds pretty. That sounds pretty cool. Like I can get by. I could. I could talk around a water cooler about Ban. Oh yeah, you know, Absolutely. or Bon. However you would. However you would pronounce it. And I was like, and that then okay, Ban Galpsy. Maybe he's the ancient ancestor of Sam, who had a family back home but never made it back to that family. Because he himself was also brave, and he fought when, you know, there was no hope. And now that that's more than just Sam's personal decision. It is his decision, but we always talk about that, right? Decision and destiny, and how Tolkien it seems right. like it's both. So it was Sam's choice to be brave. Talk about yeah. the choices of Samwise Gamgee. It was his choice to be Samwise the Brave, but there was also something in his DNA, right, 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 that was built way back in the north against the. Legacy. The war against the Witch King. So something else you were talking about, like bouncing around the map, right? We get Mickle Delving. We get Tuckborough. Yeah. Um, in season two, we get Buckland. We get the Farthing Stone. We get uh, green the Greenfields. Um, oh, yeah. I, literally, I, I, I have this map of of the Shire that um, uh, this Italian artist did. It's the I, We'll post it somewhere. I, it's been in pictures that I've put up on Instagram. It's yeah. the most beautiful map of the Shire I've ever seen. Like, and it's... It's it's legit, but it's just his, in his own style that mimics Tolkien, but is also very like I don't know the way it's colored. It, it, it feels like it, it, you could just like like almost like a, a Google map, like you would drop yourself down yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and wander around. So I've looked at that map and I'm like, okay, where are all the places? How do we maximize like seeing every not every corner because you want to leave some of it unexplored, but as many corners of the Shire as mm-hmm. we can. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to just stay in Hobbiton. Right, yeah, I don't want right, to just hang right. out and buy nope. water. Yeah, I don't even want to just um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't want to just stay in Bag End either. Like, I want to get out right. and see. So, like, Mickle Delving was this wonder that you know I didn't even realize how important it was. It's the capital, same as the capital, capital. Yeah, right. And it's built into these white cliffs. And then to go and like find a place in New Zealand where you would hope it would be filmed that 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 could like be an actual location is like holy crap. So yeah. all these different places. That you can think, okay, what tale happened here? Okay, how do we incorporate that? So using the map as a tool as well, which was, again, something Tolkien did, right? Like he loved it. It began with a map. And so I've tried to honor that as well in terms of like having that map out and just – I can get lost – 
just looking at that thing. Like Oat Barton yeah. and Frog Morton and Cotton yeah. and Gamwich, all these places. Right. Little right. villages or, or like family hollers, you know, like in Kentucky, right? Yeah, all, oh, yeah. Where all these hobbits live, hobbit holler. And it's just like, <laughs> what, what happened there? I wonder. And roads that lead to them. And a road that leads to it, and that's the end of the road. That little and that's it, yeah, yeah. Area, and it's like, wow, what? It's tucked in these hills, or there's a little right, forest well, that goes around. Or yeah, there's, there's water. Yeah. Remember, we were at the end of our reread, and we were talking about like we were coming back to the Shire, and we're like, yep. what are all these freaking places? You know what I mean? You've got the floating log. Yep, like yep. I'm sitting here, like, are you serious Goldberg. right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, what are these places? And so we started thinking about designs, and how would you, you know, we had the little competition for that's people right. design yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it just it it feels uh, that in and of itself the shire is relatable for for a lot of us um yeah. and just having your down the road you know this little area that might not even be called anything on a map yeah. because it's not even big enough to be noticed by a right. map maker but we right. know what that is and then you you get into that get, yeah. get into the shire in that intimate way and that's yeah. Yeah. i think where you're heading i'm just like we've already done that a little bit here in season one uh bouncing around and then that's going to continue and it's it's yeah. continuing to different places yeah. which is huge because yeah, that's their home. I mean, that's their home. They yep. y- yes, yep. they're sometimes they'll talk about uh, the hobbits down there. They're a little strange, right? Yep. Versus yep. hobbits over here, and it's <laughs> yep. it's like okay, whatever. But I mean, they 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 travel that they they know it, right? They how do they know those folk yep. are weird? How do they know that that they like water more than they should? Well, yeah. because they've been around them, or they, somebody been has come it. from there, and they've they've traveled around, so like they yeah. they, they they know. But yeah. Yeah, so like building on that, um, on that, that, that was the thing that I tried to do with uh, Bungo and Belladonna too, because we don't know much about them, right? And so you kind of have to rely on, like Tolkien didn't write much about them. I, I, I looked, there's not, unless it's hidden in one of those letters again. So again, like I, I definitely, there was a fair measure of research versus like, I just got to get this, I, I got to get this out, this story out. Like you said, don't stem it, right? Just, yeah. just keep it, keep it coming as long as it's still feels good and and seems entertaining so like with those characters you, you just rely on like tukish nature and and the nature of being a baggins and how like these two very different families came together and made bilbo and you think about bilbo and there's that conflict right like right. he was he was a, a more like a second edition of his dad so when you think of bungo you're gonna make him seem a lot like bilbo but just that Baggins side, right? And the, mm-hmm. his when you think of Belladonna, you're gonna make her way like like a free spirit and wild and like in tune with things that hobbits aren't supposed to be in tune with. And maybe she kind of sneaks off and tries to catch glimpses of elves that pass through the wet into the west, you know? And yeah. So, yeah. Like you really plan, and then you think about well, it's perfect for a classic love. Opposites attract. You've got two very different hobbits that are gonna fall in love and be fiercely in love with one so another love story opportunity there's a lot of those actually in uh in season one um even if you think about ban galpsy i didn't write much of this but there's this whole portion where he we have flashbacks of his life back in the shire and his yeah, kids and his okay. and his wife and so that the classical like soldier off at war right you know never gonna yeah. make it home to his family but they have to carry on oh. kind of a deal yeah. before i forget you said yeah. is is a uh, ban galpsy or is it bond and i just thought yeah. of 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 Han and and Han, <laughs> and I, I now I now cannot I Maybe cannot both. I, I I now he is now my Han Solo uh, in <laughs> of, of Middle Earth. So that is uh, Ban Galpsy. He's a scoundrel That's to it, me. Baby. He's a scoundrel, and uh, yeah, he is a scoundrel. There so when he dies, it's, tra- it's like whoa. Yeah. Well, he won't. I mean, he won't accept the boots, right? 
So he shoots first. Know, that's know for by darn that. sure. They're gonna, they he don't mess around. He's like, ain't no like something no. shaking over there in the bush. Gone. L- let the arrow fly, baby. Yeah, yeah. God. But it was cool. It's cool to see that too. And at first, like, so I'm, 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 I'm learning all this stuff quickly too. And so sometimes it gets confused in your head, which actually plays into season two. Maybe that's why I wrote part of season two because it's kind of how I'm feeling. But yeah. like, I thought to myself, I'm like, oh yeah. I thought that I, it's so funny. I thought like I had invented the fact that they were archers. And so I was like, wait a minute, did I just make that up? I got to go fact check that to make sure that like they weren't something else. But Tolkien stipulated or, or he, he, um, stipulated, gosh, mm-hmm. he, arti- he, he specifically said that they were archers. And I thought, oh my god, He can gosh, stipulate I, if he wants to. He can stipulate if he wants. He can do whatever he wants. He's <laughs> he a ghost now. So I thought to my, I think he might be like inhabiting part of my my body. It's insane. Like I'm like, dude, just get out of there, bro. But like the 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 cool connection of like archers eventually becoming great rock throwers. Yeah. Right when they when they become way more domesticated and like there's no need for bows anymore, but they still have that range attack ability. Absolutely. Where they can like we see it. It's people. Yeah, people often go like, well, why do they kill people? How are they able to kill people like orcs with rocks in the movies? It's Tolkien says it in the stories. That's where that comes from. It comes from their ability David and to David and Goliath. Yep, to I mean, throw the stones rock, to bring down the stone. giants. Yeah. Yep. So I, lo- it's, I love that. I always have thought that's. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, they I legitimately can do it. Connection, but that's yeah, that's true. Like, and they're small too. But yeah. So anyway, like there have been moments like that too, where I'm like, wait, did I just make that up? And if I did, did I change something that he wrote? And then you go back and you're like, oh no, that makes sense. That's why he. That's why he did that. So yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of that kind of like frantic. I'll wake up sometimes in the middle of the night and, and either send Sarah a text or write a note to myself to check something and make sure that I didn't like make something up that's counter to what he to what he wrote. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah oh, man, God, it's been a blast though, dude. I mean, it's uh, like it's I, so cool. Yeah, it, I I feel like. If nothing else, like I said, if nothing else, it's brought me a lot of joy. Like, unless you're blowing smoke up my butt, it's no. something that you really like. My buddy no. Joe yeah. has loved it. The portions that Sarah has heard, she's like, this is this is great. People like Seth yeah. and Sam reaching out and, and showing their approval. Um, Lottie yeah, has also a lot. been in like, the car listening, and we've got we had a couple of connections. Yeah. Even a connection where I just just to share with folks um, something kind of funny. We're listening, and I think it was uh, there. We were talking about the proposal, Bungo Belladonna, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, some folk. Uh, I hear it was she that proposed to him, right? And Lottie just yeah, kind of yeah, backed the, up or whatever. Little... And it's like, well, it's like because she's like, <laughs> technically, I went to go propose, but I was like. I don't have like the rings back in uh, Germany. It wasn't ready yet, and she was like, "Well, I got like a car, like a key ring right here." And so she's just like, Dude, "Let so me do the could... honors," you know. And I thought it was it was hilarious. It was kind of like you know, yeah. It's so like connection. Lottie is is embedded in in Belladonna there. Like that's yeah a, yeah. That's it, a like, just in that that, that rumor, like well, which happened. one was it? You know, like what, I mean, cool. I tried I try to make yeah. it seem like. No, I was ready, man. Got down. I was like, had this whole thing. But she was sort of like, right, no, he totally doesn't. I'm, we're doing this. This proposal's happening right now. She was ready. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, yeah no, we, like, we enjoyed listening to like it. Something it's Hobbits, so good. Yeah. And doesn't that sound like something Hobbits would gossip about, too? Like, you know, what? Um, oh, yeah. You know, 
who was it? I, I, you know, I heard it wasn't even, you know, old Bungo couldn't even get up the nerve because he's a Baggins. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing where it's like, actually, yes. they'd, they'd have reputations like he's too right. conservative. He's not going to propose and she's crazy about him. And right. Yeah. Right. So That's yeah, funny. but yeah. Um, it's just so much fun, dude. Like it's so much fun. I hope that people are able to, like, I know there's a lot of people too, who probably don't even know that it's out right because they're making their way through the podcast so i hope yeah, that people yeah, yeah. who do listen to it really enjoy it um sarah's cousin Lindsay is a big lord of the rings fam and i just mentioned to her i'm like hey i don't know if i said please don't feel obligated it's just i want your feedback on it i was like if you don't if you have time listen to this the most recent episode and tell me what you think and and she actually did like she actually did yeah. and she got back to me and she said Eleanor Relle sound like sounds like a badass. She was like, yeah. I would I would watch this show and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so this to me, it feels like it's it's pulling at the right string. And if it's like if you could get someone like Weta and Fran Philippa and Peter and like be able to rope in people like for a return, like Martin Freeman. Yeah, coming man. back and playing a younger like because in season two we get kind of a, a Bilbo in between in between you know the quest yeah the quest and, and, and the birthday and, party and yeah, like yeah can you imagine Martin Freeman coming back and reprising that where we would get more oh. of him in a different different time in his life yep you could you could easily get Dom and Billy back yeah easily in season yep. two because we have a, a really big sequence with um an older Pippin and and Mary you could get Sean Astin to repri- reprise his role. Like, I mean, how crazy yep. you could, like, I do have ideas of who in my mind, like who I envisioned Eleanor to be played by is Elle Fanning. Elle yeah. Fanning uh, to me is like, she's hobbity looking enough, but she's Elvin looking enough that she, to me would be like a perfect casting, but maybe you like, maybe it would be perfect to, to cast Ali Aston. Sean's daughter who played yeah, yeah, Eleanor yeah. before yeah like it would ju- it would just be I don't know it'd be so cool to see and to see like Viggo Mortensen return and and Liv Tyler like all so there's enough of those cameos that would tie us back but that would also right. feel natural because we would see them as older characters and they're actually older actors now like it yeah. would be it'd yeah. be awesome it'd be really awesome so the, the, the timing is right the skillet is hot it, it's hot and I it's hot they're talking about it already about doing more with these uh ips and it's sort of like mm-hmm. okay what well, we've got some, literally we don't want lane it, i'm telling you this is a great freaking idea and this this man can spitball for days on mm-hmm. additional stuff i really it would it's just it's gold you it's know also sad too like i've kind of felt because like all these all these writers and stuff are striking I know, yeah, and they're in the midst of it now, and it's yeah. It, but this might be awful to say, but I'm like, I'll I'm gonna write now because yeah. they're not like someone yeah. who could be thinking of this idea and develop. I mean, obviously they're writing on their own, but they're not, you know, doing it for for work. And I'm like, this right. almost kind of feels like when like you're on a break and everyone else is at school and you can get ahead yeah. of something, kind of a deal like that. I'm like, yes, oh, if that if that's sort of a another thing that helps me kind of feel like a fire under my butt to keep going um, that's i'll take it that's cool yeah take whatever so, motivators yeah whatever yeah because mo- yeah. i mean i i know you're thick into season two and i i love it man i'm loving all the different uh do you th- things that you throw at me yeah do you think a teaser would be cool do you think people would like a teaser i thought about reading something oh from yeah season two Wait, yeah so absolutely. I'm, i'll let you pick would you like 
something from the beginning or something plopped in that I that was more recent. I'm thinking something more recent. I'm okay, thinking, yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think it would be a nice little. Okay, so I have something I'm going to read. Can, okay. You can't see me, right? No, yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, sorry. Uh, so the video portion, uh, I'm lost, but I'll, I got to pull it up so I can read it. <laughs> He's in the I void. Don't. Reading from I'm the in void, the void folks. again. I'm in the red book. Where did I go? You know, the other cool thing that I thought, like, probably subconsciously, oh, shoot, sorry about that, that the Red Book is kind of, is like the, uh, you know, like my some of my favorite movies of all time are Back to the Future. And the Red yeah. Book is pretty much like the time machine. It's like a DeLorean, you know? And right. um, Eleanor is, you could almost kind of say that she's Marty McFly. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it works a little bit on those levels, too. Right. Okay. Um all right, let me find this. This might is it if it's length too lengthy, just cut me off. Okay. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. I can I can cut it up and okay. everything. So you're fine. Okay. I'm just gonna start reading here. Let's go. And this is just plopped into the middle of uh, I think episode two of season two. We're about to get into the midst of another level of tales. As promised, this will be a tale within a tale, meaning we're in Sam's tale, but about to be thrown into a tale that Bilbo will tell. I just said tail like a thousand times before lower back ponytail. Before we get there, though, I wanted to make note of the fact that Bilbo will recount two tales for us. One of them being the legend of Bullroar Took and the Battle of Greenfields. The other recounting the aberration that was the long or the fell winter. This structure naturally brings a few questions I'd like to answer here. Why tell a tale within a tale to begin with? Well, as mentioned before, creating and adapting a young Sam or Sam lad, <laughs> do you like that? Sam lad, Sam dad, um, tale was just too tempting to pass up on, Nat uh, especially if, we, if it could be done well, and we feel like we've done a good job as, or we've done as good a job as can be. Naturally, when thinking of young Sam, you can't help but be pulled towards an interaction with Bilbo for a couple of reasons. Firstly, Bilbo was clearly such an important figure in Sam's young life, not only being the employer of his dad, but also teaching him directly. I even think ahead to the song uh, of Gil of Gilgalad that he sings in the Fellowship of the Ring around their encounter at Weathertop. When reading that, we are actually shocked to learn that the voice telling that epic tale from the end of the Second Age is none other than Sam. Upon first read, before it's revealed, we think it must be Frodo or even Strider. But without Bilbo, this never happens. Just think of all the access to the outside world that is provided to Sam solely because of the influence of Bilbo in his life. It's invaluable, the education that he gives him. As a pure fan, it also gives us an awesome opportunity to see and hear, to get a glimpse of Bilbo in the age of in-between. A post-quest, pre-party Bilbo, just as exciting. We get to see Martin Freeman reprise his role and get more of his interpretation of Bilbo. I think you'd find it hard to argue against that. Okay, so incorporating Bilbo into Sam's tale makes sense, but why push it further with Bilbo not only telling one tale, but two? Well, as mentioned previously, at the basest intention, this concept really raises the drama and provides us with even more content and jam-packed at that. Tales within tales. It's how it happens in real life, isn't it? We're told stories passed down throughout the ages. Hobbits would do the same. It also falls perfectly into the theme for this season, looking back. This, of course, is endless, but why not take a bit of a leap and connect Eleanor, the now keeper of the Red Book, and Bilbo, the original author and historian of the Red Book. Another aspect this allows us to explore is Bilbo's evolution as a storyteller. 
which we also previously mentioned we would focus on in this season. Not only will Eleanor eventually become a contributor to the Red Book, developing her own voice as an author, but we're actively seeing Sam do the same in this episode. Frodo told him before his departure to the Undying Lands that the final pages are for you, Sam. To see a young hobbit who wouldn't have even learn to read and write without the tutelage of Bilbo, become a hobbit rising above his station and becoming Samwise the Brave, all the way to mayor of the Shire and an author and storyteller, contributing his own tales to the Red Book. The layers here are dizzying, but exhilarating and full of potential for some incredible narrative slam dunks, or hole-in-ones, to use a more relevant sports analogy, especially when thinking of these tales. When we think of Bilbo, he too would have quite a journey from a comfortable, unadventurous Baggins to Barrel Rider, Riddle Maker, and eventually Tolkien Tale Teller. Um, let's see here. In this episode, we won't see him quite so polished as the elderly version of himself. Not, not so refined, or so refined in, in the elderly version, that he enlists literary devices such as a prologue concerning hobbits. In these episodes, we'll see him finding ways of keeping his feet, if you'll allow, as a storyteller. For this reason, not only will we be getting two tales told by Bilbo, but we'll also see him confuse and mix them up a time or two. Lane, seriously? I know, but hear me out. This won't be overdone. We only need a few instances that show this confusion and will provide some really good rationale for them occurring. More on that later on. But basically, this will allow us to see Bilbo grappling with how to auditorily craft a tale to get it right oratorily before putting pen to paper. In a sense, allowing us to provide a journey for him as an author as he goes from meek, adventure-adverse Baggins to mythical tale mage amongst his kin. Mm. You want me to keep going or is that good? That well, good little tease? That's a good tease. I also want to say I'll keep going if you want. Yeah. Re, as an interject as an interjection, I get yeah, yeah, yeah. think of Tolkien. Think of the evolution That's, of your storytelling and the You want me to keep going? Know, keep let me going. keep going here. Yeah. Uh <laughs> cuz the uh uh let me see here. Uh in a further aside, there is precedent for this as Bilbo's account of his riddles with Gollum actually changes. There are two markedly different versions that he himself tells. Now, this is due in large part to the nature of the ring developing for Tolkien as an author himself, as he moved from writing The Hobbit to developing The Lord of the Rings. So there it is. It can actually be a reference to not only Bilbo's evolution as an author, but a nice tip of the cap to Tolkien's process too. And all authors, for that matter, great stories breathe and move and grow. <laughs> there you go, baby. Little I mean, tease. So not only are we going to get um, so the first tale, uh, we go back and we get Sam Lad, so young Sam. Yeah. And within that tale, we get moved back to tales that Bilbo tells, and there are going to be two of them that happen around the same time period. So the the Bull Roar Took, and then the Fell Winter, and he's going to kind of confuse those in a comical and uh, I think uh, like Hobbity. appropriate. Yeah, appropriate way. That'll uh, maybe Gandalf will be uh, over his. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Gandalf will be <laughs> over his shoulder too. Ask him if he just wants to read from the red book instead of uh-huh. bumbling and through. Bumbling through, yeah, yeah. And then he might remind I, him that every good story deserves an embellishment. Gandalf, you told me that once. You taught me that. So, That's right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, it's it's a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a cool way to to explore those tales and also build that idea of you know the like the. 
I don't know the the like a storyteller going through a forge and a fire and like being yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah. Well, I mean, think it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you get into especially, I don't want yeah. I mean, th- maybe a mechanism that you that that you the storyteller use yourself to kind of liberate yourself to tell those stories a little bit. Yeah. Um, with the embellishments that are required, and then see how it yep. goes. Play it off of a younger audience, and yep. and yep. get get a feel. And I, I you know I what's coming, baby. You know what's it's coming. huge. It's so yeah. good. I think it's so yep. great. And I I feel like that is that is definitely when you were talking about how because I was thinking Tolkien has all these letters on his process. He has all of yep. this stuff about like answering questions, the language development piece to it, uh, yep. refining things, changing stuff, the Silmarillion. As we're di- as we're digging into that. And it's like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that Bilbo would go through that same process. And he's mm-hmm. been working and writing on his his book. Yeah. And this is a guy who, you know, Tolkien is all about language and words and yeah. convey, you know, using this to tell stories. And so it's his evolution kind of seen in Bilbo. I freaking love it, dude. I, I saw it as like a really cool chance to to connect two points that we see. The point where Gand- Gandalf ironically tells that embellishment about bull roar toque and charging and knocking golf and balls head off inventing the game of golf right and where bilbo kind yeah. of scoffs he goes yeah okay i think i do believe you made that up right that moment right. all the way to in my mind the moment at the party where he's sitting with a bunch of hobbit children by his knee telling the yeah. tale of the trolls turning into stone and I'm like, right. those are two very different versions of the same character. So how could I find kind of like a middle point that bridges the, like the gap between those two versions we see of Bilbo? And I think that this will, I think this will do it in a way that a lot of people will like, honestly. Yeah, no. So yeah. It's, it's fulfilled me anyway. So I'm like, it makes sense to me and uh, yeah. it feels, it feels like Bilbo at the same time. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah, as long like you said yeah, when you first started pitching it, it's like if you're entertained by the process and like when you call me to sometimes and I feel like I'm this uh like I'm hearing stuff, I'm hearing you you're you're I'm that audience for you for a hot second, yeah. which is sort yeah. of like here you go, yep. here's what I'm thinking, what do you think about this? And boom, boom, yep. and, and then they, yep. then they do this, they do that. And it's you're feeling it out too just in conversation. And yep. then you're like, I'm gonna go write this down, un- yeah, refine yeah, yeah. the structure. Yeah. It's just cool, man. Yep. It's it's such yep. a cool process to be i i guess uh near so yeah, yeah i love it's a it. lot of fun it's a lot of fun thanks Woo. for indulging me bro i appreciate oh it. man no you, man. thank thank you for doing this for like again it's it's i I've, I've seen all the messages you guys have listened to it you know it was it's cool it is really it's something we've never done on this podcast before yeah. like that yeah. and i it was a lot of work to go in there and like you know to edit all that and, and just uh to write it all down and to think through that i love that it's coming to you the way that it's coming to you you know yeah. and that the spirit's crazy, all kind of Yep, kind of fired up. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. This I'm glad I'm I'm glad we got this commentary because I wanted to hear wanted folks to hear kind of wh- where that came from. That just yeah. boom yeah. drops out of nowhere unexpectedly. That's the nature of this podcast. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we're planning on doing one for season two, right? So we'll do we'll dro- do dro- it. drop drop yeah, season two whenever it's yeah. ready and and with the cre- creative juices are rolling. And then after yeah. that, we'll kind of talk about that again. And that so every time you have one of those polished episodes, we'll follow it up yeah. with. Uh, our commentary just on, on what's awesome. going on in the, I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping if I can keep this pace up I think season two should be ready like October sometime I hope okay yeah like that yeah, I'm, cool I'm trying to in my I'm, in my mind I'm trying to get keep that pace and then season three who knows like I don't right I, I don't know 
but yeah, uh, yeah. And I think I think yeah, yeah just yeah again, yeah. As it's like a it, you were in a storm, you were in a riding storm back in the yeah. back in the spring, and so yeah, uh, they come and go. And yeah, so they do. We'll, we'll just, we'll Muse see. has to find you. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. But no, this is great. Um, and then update here just for for folks. So that again, that's just sort of our our season one um, recap with Lane and just sort of getting into the just, oh yeah uh, the new format the, the new yeah. sub, the subcast. Ironically, we did one, and I'm thinking it <laughs> it won't be the first one as we said that yeah. we're going to post. But we just yeah. recorded one yeah. that we that we will post later. And I what is for folks we are. Can I explain it a little bit? Is that yeah, all right? Yeah, just yeah. to kind of okay? Yeah. If you're if if you yeah. stuck around here That's to what's the coming end of next. this, yeah, I love burying little stuff here at the end just for folks, great, just, you know, people listening all the way through. God yep. bless you. Yep. Uh, we are we're looking at so we, we put the mailbag out there and we said send us in some mail, send us some thoughts. What are some things you know? What'd you say? Characters, places, events. Yeah. Um, questions, questions that you have just for yep. us, whatever us or story, Tolkien, video games, uh, the adaptations. Yeah, anything mm-hmm. send us mm-hmm. anything and we got yep. in, and i mean we got anything and everything yeah, and we uh so we're gonna be yeah. answering the mailbag and it's gonna be us getting in there doing kind of uh what's on our mind we'll talk about what's on our mind and then yep. we'll break yep. down uh we'll break down that mailbag uh for it's just a que- topic. You know, people, yeah, topic yeah, yeah. question whatever yeah. yep. and we also then sprinkled in there as well i have this yeah. motivation to take us to a moment in middle earth yeah. And just take us somewhere, set the scene, and I'm talking. We might start in Mordor. I don't know. We we oh. might. Uh, who knows, dude? We might start at the end. Uh, we could be in the Shire. <laughs> we could be s- just somewhere. I, I, Mines of Moria. I don't know. But yep. paint the picture. Set us all up there. Again, we yep. start with what's on our mind. Then then we get some context. We read. Um, I will like laser in on a particular pinpointed moment, and then yeah, Lane boy. and I are going to talk about it. We're, we're going to. Yep. We're gonna go back and, and visit these moments in Middle Earth, and in a way that we we could not in the reread. You're like, well, why are you doing this again? Mm. There were so many things that we could not. You guys, you're like, hold on, as you guys talked for hours during those chapters, but <laughs> yeah. a moment would happen, and we would try to. We would stop and we would hit those big moments like mm-hmm. Gandalf, Casa Doom, right? We'd hit the moment. We would talk about it, but. On, uh, we have to finish the chapter. The chapter goes yeah. on, and as much sometimes, as I want to linger on that moment, we had to yeah. move forward. Sometimes so. we would linger so much on certain moments too that we had to kind of like breeze through. That's true. Others, I mean, like there and there. I remember thinking, you know, we would or, or we would just. I mean, how many of those episodes where it was so late into the night we would just lose steam all of a sudden? Oh yeah, like yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, what happens the rest of the chapter is it just wraps up. Yeah. And they get to this point, you know, they so get there, here there's definitely stuff that we, we had, there, don't worry about it. It's what yeah, yeah. If you, if you got as in depth as we wanted to just on a personal level, like personal connections to those yes. chapters, we'd still be in fellowship of the ring. Oh, well, we yeah never would have got out of the Shire. I mean, never like would have got out of the Shire, babe. That's what I'm talking <laughs> like, about. So I, that's what this whole episode's about, right? About uh, yeah, yeah. concerning hobbits. I mean, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's what's coming. I just want you guys to understand, yeah. um, the the we talked about the storm that's been going on in Lane's mind and 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 the the writing here, but there's another storm coming as well, and it's yeah. just these it's the mailbag, it's the moments of Middle Earth, and yeah. I am super pumped. Now the flagship show when when I get down 
to lanes we're bringing yeah. back this video version i kind of fell asleep halfway through this not fell asleep uh <laughs> people were like wait a second people were listening to the audio version are like did Ed, like because lane just went asleep? off for a second he went off it for, was like but 40 I, minutes but I, of me just talking what i did on the video version i didn't even realize i did it until i looked at it i forgot that i was on camera i like put my feet up over here I'm like lean back here. You can barely see like half of my head on the camera because I'm just listening to Lane, you know, getting comfortable. Uh, but we will start to kind of bring these video versions back over on the YouTube when we're recording from a distance. And when we get in there uh, back in Amanda, I'm going to try to because I've got some new I've got some new tech. Tech Wizard is I'm trying some things I want to try. Want to get the, the cameras in there and bring the flagship show, get back into the Silmarillion, spend some good quality yep. time on those. Those will be your big banger episodes. Yeah. Okay, and our our next our big banger. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting. So for you. bring the banging. Come on. Uh, now. And our next episode, actually, too, we're going to be with a good friend of ours, Jake Hodgson. Yeah, and his good friend Arthur, and their good friend Caspian. So we've got a King okay. Arthur, we've got a Prince Caspian, and we got Jake, the Lord of Warhammer time. Let's go. So <laughs> it's going to be epic. There, it's just it just happens. And Jake, Jake's amazing, man. Like I get, uh, we do. Uh, we had him on the hot line. Yeah, yeah. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yep. that was the only theory that could could have saved that show from me. For me, was it was his right. theory about um, about Gilgalad. And right. uh, but um, we, like he will send me voice messages all the time. It's amazing. Like we we really have become like you know friends who've never met. You know, and we talk yep. about like someday how cool it would be to whether he comes here or whether we all go over. And see him in England, whatever it is, yeah, dude. I gotta tell him. I gotta tell him. Yeah. I was in Next Scotland. Time you're in Scotland. I know. I, yeah, I almost thought about that, but I was like, I don't know how close he's gonna he's be. How too close. far. Yeah, he's too far south. But like, uh, Lottie and I want to go to like London. We want to get to yeah. England. You know, we want to get yep. to England because yep. we're always over there in Germany, and it's just a two-hour flight over. So, yeah. Yeah. to him and other uppers who are there. Yeah. Like next time we'll let, I was like taking my dad and we actually had things to do, but when it's just Lottie and I, oh, it's on, man. You show us the yeah, local baby. pub, you let us know where, where it's at and, uh, it's go time. I'll bring the mics too. So be go careful with Jake. Might, yep. might put one so, on, right on you. Yeah, boy. So, uh, so anyway, we're going to record with them and we're going to do what we're going to have fun with, you know, meeting all the, the Maiar. So it, it'll be, yeah. it'll be a, a, a lot of fun and, um, yeah, we'll be back almost after, like what? Almost a year? <laughs> a year? Half. We'll be yeah. half a year. We'll half we'll, a year. We'll get back into the Silmarillion. But like we we talked about, that was the pace we were gonna take, just because it's a lot to process, man. Like I'm still oh, processing yeah. that that creation from the from from nothing, and so the songs and all of the the discord and stuff. Like it's yeah, it's haunting. It's a haunting <laughs> opening to a to a mythology. So. Yeah, and, and I think it'll be Take easy on the feed too. You guys will see it. It'll, it'll say like yeah. the, the flagship show will still be kind of numbered, and you'll see yeah. Silmarillion right there, and you can just click on it. But we're going back into to kind of get our fuel, and just to go back and experience some of those things before we do, yeah, the inevitable five years from now second read through, <laughs> which is yeah. gonna, I've, every time I think about, it, I'm like, oh boy, I uh, this is a precursor daunting. to that, and. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So we're just excited. We're we're honestly yeah. really excited to kind of do this and it's fun midweek to kind of get back on here and go late into the night again. Dude, uh, this is awesome. I know, man. Burning crazy, the uh, catching dude. the uh, getting a sniff of the of the night breeze, man. Oh, it's, dude, uh, that's one of those moments I'll take us back to. You better believe dude, it, my friend. Dude, God. I can't wait cuz we we were talking like it will be almost kind of um it'll be like extension to what we recorded all those years ago. Like it can kind of fill yeah. in gaps 
And like you said, maybe be like a more even more so like a precursor to when we do go back. It'll have to be like our tenth anniversary. We go back and because we're yeah. halfway there, you know, right, go back right, and, for sure. and and go back through uh, Lord of the Rings and and uh, but yeah, you know, even like um, these little special subcasts that are coming out, like we could even do like a different um, cover to kind of like denote. So not only will they not be numbered, oh, but sure. we could come up with some kind of art that will that will yeah uh, distinguish you'll. you'll it should be us like driving or something or uh, like what would a hobbit like us on a cart in rush hour <laughs> something we'll have to think of something <laughs> just great because like the, our whole idea is to pr- like provide like smaller episodes which i know everyone's gonna laugh at but we we did it we did it just before just this we, we actually did accomplish it just barely we had to kind of cut some you know do some maneuvering but i was like, shocked shorter, shorter episodes that could, almost could like uh like commuter commuter size you know yeah, like yeah, a half an yeah. hour drive to work or right, 15 right. minutes each way uh home there and back again and uh something that you could you know lighthearted and funny yeah. and yeah i think i think yeah. you guys are i think you're gonna like it and it's something that we're yeah. gonna enjoy doing and we're enjoying, uh, yeah so yeah. yeah we're having fun but the, don't worry though about yeah. the we will be back in amanda uh, a lot of you're still going down there like, yeah. i think we're coming down soon for hobbit day and then we're gonna have the yeah. collaboration the week after yeah. that so two weeks yeah. in a row that'll be that'll be great yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah, boy. All right. Well, hey, right. uh, friends. You, hey, I love you too, brother. This is awesome. And yeah. thank you for sharing yeah, all that and, blast. and just digging in deep. Um, friends, yeah. do not forget uh, this podcast. It needs your support. It needs your help. It needs you to like it. It needs you to subscribe to it. Uh, yeah. We actually do. It's been a while. And I don't, you know, sometimes I just read the whole go give us a review. But <laughs> I mean, I don't want to like. We need to bring twisted back. arm or anything, but I mean, like you know, if you're out there, we're gonna start pulling. We're, I mean, I might start reading kind reviews instead of the negative ones. Heck okay, yeah. so like uh, we might the read negative read ones on are show. so fun though, aren't they? They're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, are. As long as you give a five just... star, like if you want to, <laughs> throw Dude, the my five star is in there the five star then... that are that are negative. I'm like, what is? <laughs> how, did you change your mind? Like maybe what I said that somewhere along the line. I said I don't <sighs> oh. remember, but like. Give us the five, Maybe. then give us the dig, and the I'm gonna go look uh, for that. You know, yeah. like oh, we might you. even have to like. I'm gonna regret saying that. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> bring the giveaways back too, like because we have enough. Oh, small we got stuff. stuff. I was thinking about that. That we we finally we never tw- the year of 2020 kind of got really screwed up, and it wasn't didn't end up being a year of giving Wait, so much our, as hey, it was. Wasn't our fault. Hey, a year of hiding. Right. Ooh. It was a lot was taken from all of us. So that was um, crazy. You know. Maybe uh, maybe we slowly bring that back out over the next couple months. Little little things we can send out to people who. Yeah. Well, yeah. hey, we're gonna have some more kind of. If you're following along, some people listen to this years later, and I, I love that. Yeah. And if that's yeah. you, that's awesome. Let yeah. us know what year you're in. If you're, I mean, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. dude, I was thinking about something. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to figure out what this was and bring it on next episode. Time travel. <laughs> there was something with time travel that I was tripping out over and i was like <laughs> i was like i was like guys if you're uh, it was something about like people who were like me speaking to people in the future in the from future, the past from the past but then having or the podcasts I, are weird like that isn't right it? and i was like, like it's, but i'm also sort of like wait a second Th- then i said let's reverse that what if you're in the future future <laughs> you're listening to episodes weird. i haven't released yet could you give me some oh, oh like a review gosh. on where this podcast went? Whoa, <laughs> <Love> dude! <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Whoa! I was just... 
Like, yeah, I, I got to hop in the DeLorean to figure that one out. That right. is wild. Back but to the future. Sense. Yeah. Situation. Anyway, um, all that to say, we love you guys, and yeah. thanks for supporting the show. Would, would really yeah. love a good uh, review there. This is going to be more interactive, though, in terms of the social media. So if you're if you're following yeah. along in live time, you're going to be on social media, and we'll be posting, hey, ma- mailbag's out there. You can yep. just click in there, type your question on the story or whatever. Maybe it's a post, yep. a comment. Uh, or a DM, and we're collecting those in a doc, and they're just they're fuel. And it, they had a, yeah. that that episode will be dedicated. I mean, special shout out to those people because they're putting yep. in. There's some really good topics, man, about dragons. They're so good, old so Toby, good. Uh, dude. Long, yeah, the long bottom battle. leaf, dude. Oh my gosh, <laughs> there, there's some like, real real interesting topics that I was shocked when people dropped. We gotta, and we got a couple requests to like interview and collab with people too, which I thought was really cool because they're people. I, they're people I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. But there are other like Tolkien content people out there that we could do really? a special. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, one who's man. on Instagram and one who is on uh, Twitter X, like the uh, yeah, the Middle Earth Mixer or something like that. So okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. We're yeah. always down. We're always down. I mean. Yeah, with technology nowadays, yeah, you, you guys, we did the Hobbit Hotline, which was a production. Oh, we, we need to bring that back too every once in a while. Every would you like to have a? Let's put a poll out there and see yeah. if folks would like <laughs> to bring back a, a random Hobbit Hotline. I have to find the dongle. I told you before we started the show. I was yes, like, find that where's dongle. the dongle that like ruled all of Middle Earth for that a don, hot eight that weeks? Don dongle. Don dangle. Don't be I'll, dangling uh, it in front of me. I think it's dangle. in the. Uh, it's, so, it's oh my gosh! It's somewhere. I will go uh, hunt it, dude. Down. I, will go I want people quest. to to go watch this video episode to move your head a little more to yes, a little bit more. Make those three things in the middle of your head. Three right here. You that looks like Sauron's helmet. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Hold on a second. I got to take a picture of that. You legit look like Sauron. Do I? Oh my God! Hold on. Wait. Get wait, it wait, right. Wait, in the, wait, wait. Get it right in the middle. Right there. Oh shoot! I just turned it. Dang it! Hold on. So, <laughs> come on now. Can you see me? Did you lose okay, me no, again? I, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're all right, all right, all right, all right. There we go. There we go. Ready? Okay, okay. Yeah. Just stare in the camera. Is. I got you. I got you. you got dog. me. All right, good, good. Yeah. Good. You know, just taking selfies. That's over how here you know you. Yeah, that's how you know you're getting old, man, when you accidentally close your iPad instead of taking a screenshot. So <laughs> you're reminding me of my dad right there. I love there it is. Uh, Hold on. Well, like, OK, so this is a new update. I have dad. a smartphone smartphone now. Right. Oh, which is it means it's on y'all, man. Lane, Lane on. Smith is back. I do miss my punked so much, but like. I also I'm find myself selfishly very happy because I can happy. send video after silly crazy GIFs thing and, and dude, I, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Actually, yeah. I do regret it a little. Yeah, because there is a show I've yet to watch, Vice Principals, that and until I do, nope. I'm not. I'm sort of I'm almost having more fun watching the uh, gifs, gifs, the gifs, whatever <laughs> come through. Um, dude, we're not. We're I haven't not, watched the first three episodes. I think episodes. The, our friend our friendship's revoked until that actually happens. I mean, that's the thing. It's just, yeah. Okay. Fair. It's to the point. Fair. I just finished it for the seventh time. As I've watched that what? show through seven. Are you serious? It is hilarious. Um, it's in my mind. I, I think need it's to the finish. Perfect comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It just it perfectly like it perfectly shows what. Working in the schools, like, and probably what well, being a vice principal is like, honestly. I was going to say, man, the stories yeah. are nuts. We all went through high school. We all know we were cra- By the way, oh. thank God there's a time 
in in the day and age that we live in where where kids can just grow up and figure stuff out you know what i mean yes and it's yes. more dangerous now for them ever like social media like yep. crazy stuff dude I can't crazy imagine. cow nope. Nope. you need time to mature and looking yeah. back i'm like thank goodness i had yeah. the time to do that and yeah. I, whatever it wasn't on because, full display for everyone ooh, yeah holy sm- yeah, yeah full display full go display. watch vice principles unbelievable <laughs> show I mean, and, and honest to God, probably relatable for a lot of vice principals and people out there. I mean, it's a yep. comedy, so it's a drum. Yeah, but it's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Again, all right, uh, hey, we love you guys. Leave that review and uh, don't forget to send us that uh, shadow facts. We'll see you very soon, maybe even on your commute to work or your place of venturing. And uh, you know what? Don't ever forget it. Eleanor is out there. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.